0: And so I was listening to um, like a comparison video of this European watching like um, the don'ts of America type of thing, right? Yeah. And one of them was like, don't underestimate the size of America. It's huge. And he was saying like a typical day for us could easily be three hours to one location to do lunch or whatever. And then three hours back and that's fine. And the European stopped it and was like, a six-hour trip for us is like a vacation. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's also, it's also a full workday for them too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. It's just, it's so funny. It's like, yeah, Americans, we like to drive. We drive a lot.
1: <laughs> no, dude, we're we're slave drivers here. I think, like, I think the European method is correct because, oh yeah, I think a standard workday should be no more than about six hours because our you know, mental concentration and and work ethic drop after that time period because you're let's mm-hmm. be honest, everybody at the last two hours of the day is just waiting to clock out. That's it. Oh, you know? We're done. Absolutely. So and it's it's not effective. With,
0: yeah. And it's the same thing with the start time, dude. They start later in the day. So they can mm-hmm. sleep in. <gasps> Go fing figure. When you get enough sleep, <laughs> you're a better employee. <gasps> yeah. Who would have ever guessed?
1: <laughs> And with that, what's going on, guys? And welcome to this episode of Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. Yes. And I don't know what... (laughs) What are we... do. We're watching uh, Woman in the Window today, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. Woman in the Window. I I, I saw this on Netflix and immediately I recognized the main actress. She was the one from Enchanted. Yes. Uh, What was her name? Her name is... Netflix is
1: number one right now in the country, so... Uh, a mm. lot of people are, are. You guys are already watching this, so we will. Uh, we're gonna check it out and and see what we think about it as well. But yeah, one of the uh, I don't know, if it, not the main character, but her support. Um, was is is it Jean Juliet Moore or something? she's a big actress too? She's like,
0: uh, yeah. she's been in a lot yeah, of dude, things. There was there was big names in this one. I was surprised.
1: Yeah, it it it, uh, it looks good though. So, but first we're gonna be talking about. Uh, a lot of news. There's so much production mm-hmm. is coming alive nowadays uh, because <laughs> COVID is starting to go away. Hopefully, you've been getting your shots and you're good mm-hmm. to like go out and and rub faces with other people because uh, things are there's things moving. Like I'm getting work again back in in LA again. I, I don't like the commute, but I'm getting work mm-hmm. again and uh, there's just a, a new uh, life buzzing in the industry, which is so great. Um, so yeah. what do we we have? So much to talk about today. For oh, first number one, my biggest news of the week of like the year of the last uh, three decades. Um, <laughs> Hocus Pocus two, we're we're coming back, baby. Yeah. Oh, they dear, just announced this I... week, Hocus Pocus two is coming back after freaking thirty years or so. Uh, it's from the nineties, right? So yeah, it's it's a yeah. cult favorite uh, Halloween movie. And uh, it's it's coming back. Yes,
0: Bette Midler is going to be yeah. in
1: it too. It's so amazing.
0: Yeah, dude. Every year we have a just uh, what what are they called? A uh, we do it every year. What's it? What's that called? Uh, Where like, we watch the movies. Yeah, yeah. We watch the movie every year on Halloween. You watch I the can't movies. Remember what, yeah, it's the movie. <laughs> but yeah, it it's such a great movie. It's such a great Halloween movie. And it's a staple for just people who love Halloween all around.
1: I absolutely like Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year and watching Mm -hmm. Halloween movies or horror movies, uh, let alone Halloween cult favorites, are like my favorite thing to do because I feel like that's such a strong emotion in the movies uh, that you can you know, scare somebody and they take that with them when they leave the theater. And, they, yeah. you know, there's times I've been like the grunge when I watched the grunge when, uh, when I was a little kid. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, I remember turning my TV to face the wall because I was scared The little girls to crawl out of it. <laughs> and, and it went on like that for like a week. And so I think it's such a powerful emotion that films can have on us. And, and horror oh, movies yeah. are definitely one of the strongest emotions I can give. So I, I love halloween movies and i also didn't get them very much because we went to a weird re- a weird school like yeah basically if you don't know we went to like a school it's pretty much a school for witches but it's ironic it, because it, they didn't celebrate halloween <laughs> we
0: we went to a hippie school like th- yeah. there is no yeah. <laughs> if fans are we went to a hippie school and we, it was a great school don't get me wrong
1: like and and, and some context for this so like a normal class would be like nature walking or yoga or uh, crocheting mm-hmm. would be like a class you do. So it was, it was, we yeah. kind of had everything stacked against us because we we're Methods, Magnet, Waldorf. <laughs> so we had all three yeah, of the dude. weird things stacked on top of us that we did. And uh, yeah. it paid off. I mean, it was good. but
0: It, it did. It yeah, taught so. us, uh, it, at least for me, it taught me working in groups and small, smaller environments. Like my class, for instance, uh, just so you guys know, at a Waldorf school, you your class goes up with you in grade. So mm-hmm. I joined the school in second grade, and I had the same people in my class with the same teacher until the eighth grade when I graduated, right? Yeah. So it, it it was great. You got to know everybody. You got to become a part of a community. And in turn, it taught you to work in a small team environment instead of having like 200 people in your school we had like 40, you know?
1: Absolutely. But the weird thing is we didn't celebrate Halloween, which I didn't really know that until I was older. It was a harvest festival is what we celebrated. Yeah. and The
0: harvest festival.
1: And Great. Yeah. You get to go harvest and you get to like collect pumpkins and shit. It's fun. Yeah. And you get to eat like zucchinis and stuff. But where's mm-hmm. the candy? We didn't have candy or horror movies. So I never knew about horror movies until I was old. like, honestly, just last year, when I really got into the you know, this kind of stuff, I started learning like just last year for the very first time, I'm thirty-three and I've never even heard of uh the what Rocky Picture, uh Rock what is it? Oh Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture oh. Show. I've never seen it until this year. This very classic. Year. So,
0: yeah, it was great. Classic. Loved it. Every year back in the um back in Sacramento where we're from, um, at the Crest Theater, it's an old theater that was built way, you know. Long time ago, and now it's only used for uh like indie films and film festivals and things like that. And homeless well, people go beyond uh, there, yeah. Every <laughs> year they have a Rocky Horror Picture Show um viewing around Halloween, and it's it's just great. Everybody comes up in their uh you know their drag, and it's just it's it's wonderful. It's just such yeah. a good time,
1: yeah. I, di- I didn't even know about these things that existed. I never and Hocus Pocus was one of them, too. I never had seen that mm-hmm. movie until last year. Simply because I made the commitment like, oh, there's Halloween movies I want to watch, like, never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. I just saw that for the first time last year, too. I know I'm coming out of the closet into like the horror film industry, but it's it's great. Yeah, I love it. So uh, and it's so convenient that after that movie being out for so long that it's coming out next year. Bet Midler, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Keller, uh, Sarah Mich- Parker, Sarah
0: Michelle. Thank
1: you, Parker. thank you. Uh, from Sex in the City, right? I know that one. Yes, and uh, Green. yeah, it's coming out. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, we'll get more. We did get like a teaser, but mm-hmm. we'll we're going to get more coming yeah. out soon.
0: I've been I've been holding back because I saw at Target today um, a Hocus Pocus two book, and I guess it's uh, going to outline the movie. So I've been staying far far away from that because i want to be nice and pleasantly surprised i mean Mm -hmm. the original is such a classic you know you can it it aged so well it's just as funny today as it was when i first watched it damn near 30 years ago Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) how much do you want to bet dude
1: bet midler is gonna look exactly the same as she did when they made the first one (laughs)
0: Oh yeah.
1: She's oh yeah. probably she aged so gorgeous. well with the aid of plastic surgery. But mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's gonna look great.
1: Like everybody Cher, ages you know, well
0: with plastic surgery.
1: How does Cher look younger even now? She's like seventy five, but she looks younger than she did when she was with like uh in the in the sixties, right? you know, seventies, <laughs> whatever it was, I don't know.
0: It's not natural. <laughs> or the Illuminati. One of the two. We're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you got so, for us? So, as you guys know, uh, I um, I like to partake in the Devil's Lettuce a little bit, and so does my favorite character of all time, and I am talking about Shaggy from mm. Scooby-Doo. He is Rooby-Roo. the best character <laughs> in the damn world, for one, he's brave, he loves his friends, he smokes an ungodly amount of weed. He has the munchies <laughs> all the time. Implicit. I- implied. <laughs> implied. And he has a talking dog. I mean, come on. But anyways, any of you Scooby-Doo fans out there, they're doing a reunion special of the original... Uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? It's coming to CW. Dude, I am so freaking excited yes. for this, man! I'm so freaking excited.
1: It's the year of revivals. I think that's what America needs right now. After coming out of COVID, we all have, like, mm-hmm. we all have PTSD from COVID, and we're all scared to touch each other and be near each other. And uh, this is what we need: just revivals of, yeah. of all these other things uh speaking of revivals uh one of the i was so i was on and i can say this because it's public information i've looked it up but i was working on a set yesterday in la and one of the actors i was working with has uh some projects that they're working on with other uh big celebrities right and so i was i was you know trying to pick her brain a little bit to find out what's up and coming and stuff so uh Mm -hmm. and so this is public information i did look it up it's just not getting a lot of accolades at the moment uh mark Wahlberg is in production right now for another revamp of an awesome show that's going to be coming out the six billion dollar man awesome dude i can't (laughs) wait that's going to be so like imagine with our like technology that we have nowadays so like it's going to look so fucking awesome
0: Oh, uh, dude, going from the, what, $3 million man to the $6 billion man? Yes. Or was it the $6 million man before, the original? I don't
1: know. There's inflation rate and things move constantly. <laughs> inflation. It's, things. It's, it doesn't seem like a lot of money nowadays, but it was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if Marky Mark is uh, producing it, dude, I'm excited. I loved Entourage, which he produced as well. So, I'm really excited to see... And the the Wahlbergs or something like that, I think was another one of his shows. I really enjoy the things he produces, so I'm actually really looking forward to this. Yeah, totally. Billion billion dollar man. The year of the the... revamp,
1: man, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, dude. Dude, oh, and that's not the only one trying to revamp. I got some (sighs) Game of Thrones. Mm. I mean, okay, so Game of Thrones, I loved it. It was a great show it was. up until it wasn't.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, well, I think it was like the last season or the, maybe one or two seasons at the end. I think because it was following a series of books, right? And yeah. once it, they were doing the following... books, it was good. But then when they mm-hmm. just started making it up, it just kind of went to shit, right? So the last, I, I think it was the last season.
0: Yeah. yeah. the The writers proved very quickly that they're not good writers unless they have something to fall back on and that actually is continued to be proven on all their upcoming works these two guys I'm not going to name their works because I really don't want them to get um, these two writers to get any credit uh, like <laughs> publication or whatever because they don't deserve it everything they work on has a book backing them because they don't know how to write yeah okay straight up they're terrible writers anyways uh, the Game of Thrones people they're trying to do after proving that they cannot write original content for Game of Thrones, after HBO proved that without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. and after they stood by their shitty-ass show, they're now coming out with four spinoffs at the same time.
1: Uh, four. four. That's It's four times more than we need.
0: <laughs> yeah, and none of them have any uh, books to fall back on, so it's literally going to be original writing the whole way. No, so I'm I'm hoping that works in their favor. You know, maybe if they don't have something to go off of, they can't get up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm looking at the names of some of these things: a thousand ships. It's not very exciting. I'm sorry, yeah, ten thousand ships. (laughs) ships. It doesn't sound very uh, engaging to me at the moment, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe House of
0: Dragons sounds good. I guess. I, and nine and voyages is the other one, uh, okay uh, th- those uh, I guess each one of those shows follows like one of the houses or whatever, but who cares mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I mean, they ruined the original show so bad that I don't even know if anybody's actually gonna come back to these shows, you know, yeah, they lost they didn't just ruin the show, they lost so much face in front of their fans. Because the fans were begging them for an explanation. And mm-hmm. HBO is just like, we stand by our writers. Yeah. That's it. That's they stand
1: by the money that they thought yeah. they would bring in for the last season. Mm-hmm. But uh, instead, yeah, it, it just trampled everything. It's You're only as good as your last work. And uh, it, the last yeah. one wasn't good. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it come out. I, again, I, I agree with you. I don't think a lot of the fans will be engaged enough to... Follow with it. They they gave it a natural completion and ended, and it it it's great. If you want to rewatch it, you know, rewatch it over again, which yeah, it's fun to do sometimes. That's awesome and kind of see the whole storyline and catch things you didn't see before, like finding the you know miraculous cup that that made it into one of the scenes, a coffee <laughs> cup that's in one of the shots. Oh God.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're gonna have to try to explain that away with time travel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that's fun, but new stuff. I just, it, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I I think it's I'm worried.
0: These are these are all supposed to be uh, prequels, so I mean, it kind of gives me hope. But with them ending it so terribly, and I'm not gonna say how they ended it, uh, just in case any of you guys haven't wa- uh, like watched it before, I don't want to ruin it for you because it is a good show until it's not. You know, the last season, maybe the season before that, it starts tearing down a little bit. Last season's terrible, so bad. Well, but speaking of then, things that
1: are a pain in our ass, uh, the Netflix series Tiger King that had uh, would been it's like one, what number one documentary in the world at the time when cro- cro- uh, coronavirus started. Coronavirus,
0: mm-hmm. COVID. <laughs> obsessed, yeah. with Tiger King,
1: <laughs> yeah. Tiger King. Well, uh, it, it appears now that he uh, has prostate cancer in jail. And, uh, yeah, it apparently is, is, uh, is, is not in a good stage. He said he's been losing a lot of weight and, uh, and, and been throwing up a lot more than he eats. So yeah, this is probably not very good. They're going to, they, they did get some approval in the jail system to, you know, uh, do some tests to find out how progressive it is or what stage it's in. Mm -hmm. But, uh, if you're. It's, it's pretty bad if you're throwing up sounds more bad. than you eat, you know, that's, that's, that's already yeah, sounds see. pretty bad. So I don't know what kind of, uh, care you get in the jail system, healthcare, but hopefully it's, it's enough that they can, you know, help the tiger King here with this prostate cancer. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's, un, it's and, unfortunate, and
0: but yeah. Prostate cancer does not get enough, um, like press dude. It is not good. It's. A serious killer of men, guys. If you haven't checked your balls, check them, please. When you're in the shower, just squeeze them. Wait, if something feels weird, <laughs> That's call your doctor. Tes-
1: Testicular cancer, the prostate's yeah. in the bum. Well, it, it does. Are help. you serious?
0: I thought prostate was test. Oh shit, I'm stupid.
1: Well, anyways, it's kind of connected because your you, you, your your urethra goes through your prostate. It actually goes through it. So if you have an inflamed mm-hmm. prostate, it's hard to pee. They're, they're, you're not far off though just keep moving your hand down a little bit lower
0: and make it into one <laughs> finger <laughs> and oh that's the that's the one that you guys can't freaking forget or push off getting checked out by your damn doctor <laughs> That's yeah. the one where they stick the finger up the bum.
1: Yeah, make sh- make sure you tip your doctor afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, tip your doc; he deserves it. He gave you
1: the tip. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my previous comments still stand, guys. If yeah. you haven't checked your balls recently, check them.
1: No, you should definitely. You know, just a little tug at the bottom is not, <laughs> not. It's uh, yeah. not is uh not going to hurt anybody. I mean, and you just make sure you check that there's two instead of three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Still stands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two of three.
1: <laughs> Speaking of oh, three, uh, I don't want the extra ball. <laughs> yeah, Powerpuff.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, I will admit I am man enough. I am strong enough in my sexuality to admit I was a Powerpuff fan when I was a kid. Who is it? I love those girls.
1: <laughs> They're strong females. They're superheroes, and mm-hmm. it's it's.
0: They- kick butt and yeah. like cute at the same time.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, well, what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say these transitions are popping off like nobody's business today. We're doing amazing. Um, yeah, they're, oh, they're, we're getting a spin-off. transitions ever. <laughs> Another spin-off coming for, from the CW, yes. right? Uh, so we have yeah. an, more Powerpuffs coming out. Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. It Powerpuff sounds weird girls when you say
0: Powerpuff. And... Right? Powerpuff. They're puffing their power, powering, (laughs) but the spinoff is going to take place um, when the girls are in their 20s, and the beautiful thing about this is they're being uh, voiced by the same actresses that voiced them when they were kids, and those actresses are also in their 20s, which is just great.
1: Yeah, it's so perfect. They grow up with them. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, in their 20s, it'll be fun to see.
0: Yeah, it it it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to see where they take it. Or are they going to go like more an adult route? Or are they going to stick to that, you know, uh, kid friendly strategy? I'm really excited. Either way, I'm going to watch it. Um, yeah, but they have had a little bit of setbacks, and for animated shows, this is never good. Um, they filmed their pilot. They sent it to the uh the uh the studio. And it got promptly sent back, and they were told to rewrite it, reshoot it, and redo it. Yikes! So, yeah, well, that's that, like that's that. Never good.
1: We, you know, we covered it last year too. The uh, Sonic the Hedgehog—they had to remake the entire movie because of his teeth. <laughs> his teeth were too too realistic, so they had to uh, revamp. Yeah. What it was—it was a like a twenty million dollar, you know, cost to re- remake the entire movie. But uh, yeah, hopefully they'll. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, so hopefully they will, they'll do the same with the uh, Powerpuff Girls, and we'll get a yeah. new spinoff coming next year. So, so something yeah. to be on the lookout for.
0: Yeah, and the promising thing with them going back to the um the drawing board. Usually when studios push it, uh push pilots back like this, they fire the writers or they fire somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting released. Everybody's staying on board.
1: Nice. It's cuz unemployment example. is so expensive nowadays. It's cheaper God, just to right. keep people employed.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially in California where they have to be employees now. You can't be a freaking uh um you can't just work for people doing gig work anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, God, uh in so other good news, stupid. we are growing. Um Uncover Cinema is getting bigger and stronger thanks to you guys. Every week we get more and more followers and this month we had our Biggest, uh, well, is approximately 162 percent growth in uh, listenership. Yay! So, thank you so much for that. If you, yeah, uh, thank you guys. If you are listening, please feel free to hit that uh, subscribe button or follow button, depending on whatever service you're listening to. And uh, also mm-hmm. check us out at Uncovered Cinema and our forward slash Uncovered Cinema where. Uh, we have a lot more activity coming on right now. So yeah. uh like thanks to you guys, of course. And uh we really appreciate it. It makes it uh so much more uh, fulfilling to be doing this every week and and, and mm-hmm. knowing that other yeah. people are listening and responding back and, and engaging with us on our social platforms. So thank you yeah. for that. Uh
0: yeah, really thank you guys. We do appreciate it. We put a lot of work into this and it's really nice uh seeing any downloads so thank you guys yeah. and on the reddit i post all kinds of cool ass film memes and just memes in general so if you guys want to join us for a good time or to argue about the movies coming up or yeah anything join us r slash uncover cinema yes
1: so going back to today's film we're doing uh woman in the window it came out this mm-hmm. year and it, right now it's number one in the united states uh, this one was directed by Joe Actually, Wright. Actually,
0: it just got surpassed.
1: Ooh, it just got bumped.
0: Yes. Army of the Dead bumped it out of number one spot. And Army of the Dead's holding number one spot hard, by the way, on mm. Netflix. It is. It's it's holding hard. And that, oh, we'll talk about that later. Don't you worry. That's coming yeah, at the end coming. of the episode, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about it for the film of the week. But uh, yeah, stick around to the end to hear about Army of the Dead. Right, and
1: in the future, we have some really good movies coming out too. We've been we've been preparing some really neat movies to uncover for you, so keep an eye out for that mm-hmm. within the next couple of All weeks.
0: Time. All right, so jumping into it, the movie again that we're going to be watching this week is called "Woman in the Window," twenty twenty one Netflix. It's directed by Joe Wright and starring Amy Adams. If you don't know, she's uh, starred in Enchanted, Arrival, bunch others, bunch others great actress yes and with right, that
1: let's it. get to the synopsis so an agoraphobic woman living alone in new york begins spying on her neighbors her new neighbors only to witness a disturbing act of violence is it real is it fake we don't know it sounds a lot like uh did you watch that movie disturbia with uh shia labeouf mm-hmm. where he bro- LaBeouf broke his off. yeah foot or something and uh he, he witnessed he like, got- someone being murdered or something
0: Well, close. He got arrested and he got um, Mm. a a thing where he couldn't leave his front yard, basically.
1: You're right. I'm thinking of the spinoff of Family Guy where they did that. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whoops.
0: (laughs) But yeah, this is a a psychological thriller. So if you're into that, you'll probably be into this. Um, But I hope they take a, a new spin on the psychological thriller Genre because it's been so stagnant for so long, right? That once you watch one thriller, like psychological thriller, it's really easy to guess what's going to happen in every other thriller going forward, especially if they use the same template, you know?
1: Yeah, or I mean, it could just be our secret powers of identifying the you know production lines and <laughs> how stories <laughs> are them. how stories are created and made we, we the the magic veil has been lifted for us so things are not as exciting yeah. as they as they used to be but uh we still love it all the same so the, i oh, think absolutely coming back to this synopsis here agoraphobic woman living alone in new york like i feel like l- being agoraphobic in new york is like the worst place to be of course that's like where you're scared to like go outside right like things are
0: yeah th- well it, too it's, intense it, for you it's not necessarily scared to go outside it's scared to be in an environment that you're not familiar with
1: bro new that, york uh, is the worst spot to be yeah. in that environment like there's so much stimulus mm-hmm. there environmental stimulus that it for me is intense like i i the only way I felt comfortable there was when I was up at the top of like a skyscraper because I was away from everything. But otherwise, yeah. I it's, it's too much. There's a lot going on there. So I feel yeah. like that is a place where everyone could be agoraphobic unless you're from the city.
0: Right. And I mean, if you're in New York, I mean, there could be worse places to be agoraphobic at. I mean, they have uh, couriers as just a thing that's in New York pretty much everything can get delivered to you. Everything can be done in your house. Mm-hmm. So there really is no reason to leave. But at the same time, I wouldn't want my lockdown to last more than two weeks, let alone my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but
1: do, I, I don't know. Do you see like agoraphobic people living on a farm? Like, is that a thing that even exists? No, is there somebody out there I, who's scared to walk out because, you know, there's open fields and and like cows outside. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, it's just yeah. kind of like a city thing. Technically, yeah, I'm agoraphobic. Know. I mean, I don't really like going out into the city. I hate working like when I'm in L.A. or something. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. I I like living out in the country. I, I that's my safe spot. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm safe in my city. Can I be agoraphobic to a city? Because that's me. Then mm-hmm. I I I I like being in my city, but I don't really like leaving my city.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I looked up the uh, definition of agoraphobic when i um, writing the notes mm-hmm. for this, and it seems like um, with agoraphobia, it's if you're going into an environment that you're not familiar with or that you're not comfortable in, like you're very comfortable in your house, but you're not comfortable outside your house. So when you go outside your house, you have panic attacks, you pass out
1: something oh, okay. physically
0: so th- stops you from being able to actually enjoy the outside and go other places
1: yeah because my next argument would have been like technically everyone feels uncomfortable in new situations but mm-hmm. yeah if, if you get like anxiety attacks or you pass out or like something like dramatic as like you know the the those sheep that you touch those little goats that you touch and mm-hmm. they pass out like if you're like that then yeah. i guess it's, <laughs> it's, something it's like that. yeah that's that's an agoraphobic goat i guess so <laughs> what are those oh, called man. fainting ever, goats or something
0: <laughs> have you ever uh scared a goat in real life
1: no no i don't i don't get them,
0: oh, <laughs> dude dude so when i was uh younger when i was 13 12 13 um i had a friend who loved lived up in uh, northern california and i went and visited her in you know after they moved and everything mm-hmm. and they had two goats in their house Adorable little things. I don't remember their names or anything. Like
1: in uh, their house or on their property. Like they lived in the house.
0: Well, on their property in front of um, their house, they had this like um, that'd be weird. Uh, like shed that had them living in there with like closed off and everything. It was really, really beautiful, really nice. Um, the goats were super fun, uh, but I just remember she was like, "Watch this! Watch this!" And she walked up behind both of them and she scared the living shit out of them, and they just. <laughs> plopped over and i was like oh you killed him she's like no 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 they're fine <laughs> he gave him a heart attack <laughs> yeah i i legitimately thought she killed him i was like oh yeah. no
1: <laughs> you can't do that to like a horse because it'll kick you and you'll be like 20 <laughs> feet down the down the road
0: <laughs> yeah he'll be like boom. oh you thought you scared me buddy yeah Dude, <laughs> th-
1: this is how country i am my neighbor just bought a new pig <laughs> and, oh, and, and it's a baby right now so it's kind of cute because you get to hold it and, to, oh. and when you hold it, it it makes little squealing noises and then yeah. it, it, when it's sleeping it goes <laughs> <laughs> when it's sleeping it's adorable
0: <laughs> oh man the biggest pig i've ever seen my sister um and her husband there are uh, his parents own uh, a house on multiple acres mm-hmm. and in front of their house they have this multiple hundred pound just giant hog pig that just lays there like, every time <laughs> yeah. i go over i look at him and he just looks at me like what's up bro yeah <laughs> i'm like just being up, a dude? pig <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like just chilling i'm like you want to get up and say hi he's like nah <laughs> yeah.
1: and with all this growth that we're getting for our covered cinema i myself feel like a pig among guinea pigs so let's get into this woman in the window uh, we'll be right back after this break. We're gonna go watch it ourselves. So if you want, you can pause it and watch it yourself, and uh, join us again in uh, after the break, and we'll we're gonna dissect this movie and tear it apart. Looking forward to it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Just let you guys know we're gonna have spoilers when we come back. We don't hold anything back when we talk about it. So if you guys don't want to hear the spoilers, you wanna you're gonna want to pause now. If you really don't care about spoilers and it doesn't ruin the movie for you, continue listening because we love to jump down everything. We love to talk about stuff, but we don't necessarily. Symbolism alley. Symbolism. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. And I, I just like talking crap. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a little bit. Take care.
1: Dude, I am freaking out right now because I have, uh, as we're filming this right now, tomorrow I have a production coming into my house to film in my bedroom and I'm trying to watch this movie and clean the house at the same time (laughs) just because, you know, it should be clean, but uh, that's, you know, no excuse that I have to clean my house, but, you know, it's COVID,
0: so. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I've I've been, I've been, I got my little rat's nest in here and and I have to sweep it up and and take care of everything, and I have animals too, so it's like you know, there's, there's
0: yeah, there's I mean, signs there's of
1: animals, so yeah, I gotta like, uh it's I'm a nervous and, and wreck because they're gonna be here tomorrow morning, so
0: and how many boys are there at your house?
1: Oh, god, we have Almost a family like... of five, so five boys <laughs> <laughs> all together, jeez, man,
0: I yeah, living with a lot of girls. I know I have a lot of sisters is rough, but living with five boys, man, <laughs> dude, I at <laughs> no, this that's point just
1: messy. I should just throw a grenade down the toilet because there's no cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> there's just they're they're trash. I say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's this production I, I've been working on. i uh, was fortunate enough to get hired as uh, director of photography on, and uh, as one of the perks of lo- having to do location scouting is uh scouting my my house so i don't have a long commute tomorrow it's great Um uh, but yeah the downside is i have to clean so
0: yeah, yeah. it happens <laughs> my uh my birthday's next week so we're kind of in the same boat nice. I'm, yeah i'm trying to like to measure to see if it's worth cleaning to have people come over or should i just not have people come over and not clean i'm not really sure which way i'm leaning
1: you know? i mean <laughs> i would ride the COVID thing out for another year just be like uh, <laughs> next year guys next year when things are safer you know <laughs> then just that my way you don't 33rd have to clean. birthday yeah
0: my 33rd guys don't worry about it <laughs> do something then
1: well okay i i did watch the movie though and uh mm-hmm. initial impressions what do you think
0: i uh, it uh it was okay it it
1: seemingly is is is, (sighs) i'm asking myself how it made number one there must not be a lot going on (laughs) in the world
0: i i have a theory about the netflix ranking system because it's a netflix film i feel like they just threw it into the number one slot because they control it anyways yeah yeah and it didn't get there on its own merits because if it had to get there on its own merits it would not be anywhere near the top 10.
1: Right. But we were saying the cast on this is pretty impressive. I mean, we have like, mm-hmm. you know, Gary Oldman. We have uh, Julianne Moore. She's been in everything. Uh, Wyatt mm-hmm. Russell. My God, this dude's playing like Captain America <laughs> on the TV show, on the series right now. And the uh,
0: best act, like the best part about this film was Wyatt Russell. Yeah. The best part about this film.
1: So, in- okay. I- you didn't like, you didn't like the, the boy, but I thought he was pretty intense. The Fred, uh, Heck, hecking. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm going to break it. Heck- Fred Heckinger. Fred Heckinger. Yeah. I thought he was really intense. Like he looked pretty scary. Like he's got yeah. a, I'm looking at his, at his headshots and he looks like a serial killer. Like this dude just probably does it in his free time. Like, like outside of acting, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. he's got a scary looking face. It's, it, it's,
0: uh, it's those eyes. Yeah. And. The, the, I, it's not that I didn't like him. It's I don't think he was written well, mm-hmm. you know. Because as soon as he was introduced in the film, the moment he was introduced in the film, I knew exactly what part he had to play at the end of the film. I shouldn't be able to. Uh you know? yeah,
1: yeah. Should have been. Maybe that's a writing. Yeah, that's a writing issue. They should have it,
0: it had more it plot sounds like, a, Yeah, it, it sounds like a, a timing issue or something of the introduction of the character. In any case, it just did not fit. And I thought I was alone in this. And I didn't um, mention anything. I kept uh, my notes, obviously. I wrote stuff down while I was watching the film. And I always do this. I write my theories down just to see you yeah. know, where I'm at, see if I'm on the right stretch by the end of the film. Yeah. And I showed my girlfriend who was watching the film with me. And each one of the theories, she's like, "Oh yeah, I got that." She's like, "Yep, I, f- I figured that part out too early on." Oh yeah, 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 I saw that coming.
1: And, and she's Despite not really end. into the production stuff like we are, so she doesn't know yeah. a breaking storylines down, how mm-hmm. acts are written, and everything. So if she can catch on to it,
0: it's uh, it's probably pretty apparent, you know. Yeah, she doesn't. She's so not into film that she doesn't even know what the Matrix is.
1: Oh, come on. You got to have to do a movie I, I night. I swear to god.
0: <laughs> oh, we are. We are. I have um I have movie, I have the Matrix uh set out for a movie night and I have the Batman series cuz she's never watched that either.
1: Well, see, with this with the boy character, the uh, Fred Hetching he- 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 one more time. Hetchinger, Hetchinger. Yeah, I he almost there was this like twist because when he started, he came out like I almost thought he was, like, special needs at first, right? Did it kind of come off as that? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he was almost, like, too simple. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, he's going to, you know, like, it, it's just convenient because the uh, main character is a child therapist. And, like, he obviously has, like, some problems that, with his family that he has to work through. And and he was, like, yeah. looking for a friend. So, yeah, he, he had this, like, emotion that he showed when he was, like, staring out the window back at his house. And he's just like... Oh, I you know didn't realize I didn't have any friends here until just right now. And uh mm-hmm. but then he turns into like I I didn't really see it at first. I the way I thought this movie was going to play out was that it was like a ghost. You know, the girl she saw mm-hmm. next door was a she saw this guy killing somebody and this girl that came to her house was like a ghost. That's what I thought. And then the boy yeah. knew that the guy that his mother had been murdered, and that's kind of how I thought this was going to play out. And so that's kind of what he was hiding in the beginning, because we got all this kind of feeling that like he's hiding something, right? So yeah, that's what I thought he was hiding—not the fact that he was the killer.
0: Yeah. So going into this film, I read the synopsis before watching the film, obviously. So I knew there was going to be a murder in it. The moment he introduced himself, I was like, "Oh, he's a killer. Mm. That's it. He's a killer." Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We're in 2021, right? Like I'm not wrong about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Where in 2021 in New York does the neighbor come over after moving it? Oh, what the no. fuck! The, I, they would be tased. <laughs> I would tase yeah, them to give you a present. <laughs> come on, man. I, nobody does that. If you do that, you're a serial killer. You're weird. Well, like, there is there's a
1: whole mm, generation of people that are a little different and more sensitive than us so maybe we don't maybe they are doing yeah, that and but they, we don't know about it <laughs> in just, new york we're not those people but yeah, yeah i get I, it i'm definitely not york, those people definitely not us or definitely yeah, not something some, that would be happening
0: yeah somebody came over to my house after moving in and they had a present for me i'm like oh cool Put it down at the door. I'll see you later. <laughs> like you ain't coming in my damn house. Are no you and, kidding
1: me. And if it's food, I'm just gonna throw it away and say it was good.
0: <laughs> it yeah, be, it's absolutely. Be I'm not eating. Yeah, I'm not eating jack shit that neighbors make. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it ain't happening. I watched the Purge. I know what poison looks like. Okay.
1: So no, I I like the fact that uh, the main character is a child. She's a therapist, but at the same time, like she's completely off the rails. You know, she's she's She's... not only agoraphobic, but she's like got severe paranoia. She's got like Mm -hmm. high anxiety. She's like heavily medicated and she's an An alcoholic alcoholic. on top of that. But it's her job to heal people. You know, (laughs) it's
0: kind of ironic that
1: the broken are the ones that are healing people.
0: Oh yeah, and it, it's so funny because the film knows this—that how ironic it is. So they're like, they they kind of make like she kind of makes fun of it in her therapy sessions about her being a therapist and agoraphobic, you know, and her, going to a therapist. Her, her, <laughs> yeah, her therapist is like, so uh, are you still spying on your neighbors? Oh, what are they up to? What's doing this? And she's like, don't, don't do this to me. I know what you're doing. And it's like. <laughs> What's the point of doing therapy if you're just going to yell and cuss at your therapist? Yeah, really? Like... <laughs> um,
1: those brownstones, though, were on point. That house was so mm-hmm. freaking beautiful. The staircase.
0: Woo. Whoever was the freaking um, uh, per, uh, the scout, the uh, location scout, killed it. Yeah, it, like, that place is awesome. Production for this movie was Phenomenal. They had amazing actors. They had great locations. It's the writing. The writing did it no justice. The writing failed this movie. It was so just. If you've seen blah. any, it was blah. Yeah, dude, it was just blah. If you've seen a psychological thriller, you're gonna you're gonna know instantly what the hell this movie is. They tried to throw you for a loop, saying, "Oh, um, she's hallucinating." Blah blah blah. And it's like. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Like sure she might be hallucinating over the phone, but she's not hallucinating getting drunk with people like they're trying to convince you that she did or hallucinate yeah. somebody getting murdered because that's just not right. Like I've had um like uh medication-induced hallucinations when I was in the hospital, right? After I got uh wounded in Afghanistan. Yeah. And they were they were mm, they were bloody as hell, and they were f-ed up hallucinations. Don't get me wrong; they were not nice, yeah. but they weren't happening twenty four hours a day, like like the movie tried to make you think was happening to this lady. You know?
1: Yeah. Did did you, or is that the nature of hallucinations? Did you know that they were hallucinations afterwards?
0: In the in the time, I did not. I thought they were real. So um, one of my hallucinations, for instance, uh, the reason I had hallucinations, let me get back to it. I had, uh, I was in a lot of pain. I got shot a bunch of times, right? So I had, my arm was, my left arm was useless. My right leg was useless. My left foot was useless. Like I was in a bed and they were pumping me full of ketamine and mm-hmm. um, del- um, del- what the lot, what was it called? Dilaudid whatever the main thing was ketamine right yeah and little horse tranks the the horse tranks dude (laughs) they're pumped me so full so much that um I had uh my parents came down and they were there visiting me obviously taking care of me and stuff they went out to dinner like left the room I didn't realize they did with my hallucinations I thought they were still sitting in front of me yeah and we were talking having a conversation And then a ninja comes in and kills them. Oh, okay. Straight ninja. I'm talking about head to toe in old ass freaking like 6th century ninja garb. Dude, samurai sword on its back, like face covering, black everything. Cuts off both of their heads and puts them on pikes in front of my bed. Scared the living... I was screaming bloody murder (laughs) until the freaking nurses came in to calm me down. And I realized, like, that's not real. Like, they they knocked me out of it. Like, that's not.
1: (laughs) Isn't it so amazing how creative our minds can be, even when we don't try? Like, that we can, Mm -hmm. it can fathom something like that happening and make it seem real to the point where you're reacting. That's so crazy. So.
0: It, It was awful. So I understand that. Didn't Obama give happen. you like
1: a medal or something?
0: Obama? No, yeah. no. You just uh, have like a purple
1: heart somewhere? Or...
0: Yes, yes. So I have, um, I got a purple heart. Uh, with that, I got a bunch of stuff. But that was back in 24, August 5th, 2014. That was my the day I got shot. So uh, it was awful. Do you get like a special license plate? I do. You do? Do you have it? Are you uh, the
1: ones that have one of the Purple Hearts on it?
0: Yeah. So I have um, in Florida, because I'm 100% um, disabled through the uh, Army, they allow me to get the uh, disabled American veteran um, Purple Heart license plate combat wounded license plate Ah. which is really cool and i don't have to pay any like extra money for it which is really nice yeah that's pretty cool do you get any perks
1: like uh you know a free milkshake at mcdonald's or anything from (laughs) it
0: (laughs) free um, parking i mean i don't know yeah yeah all kinds of places dude um because i am retired now through the army like uh not just got out early but i'm actually like fully retired mm-hmm. in the army and the dod i get to shop at the next still or like the the post exchanges um oh I yeah get free passes to the no tax um yeah no tax i get free passes to the um the 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 national parks around the united oh, states that would pay for it. Yeah, yeah dude <laughs> and free uh free uh camping there too it's really cool so I mean, there's there's some perks to getting shot, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I
1: mean, uh, you know, I've always said you're an American hero, and we all love you for it. So uh, thank oh, you for gosh, serving. God. And it's uh, it's a shame that that happened to you and that had to happen. But uh, you know, yeah, glad you're with us today, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. To be honest, it, I loved my service. I loved every bit about it. I loved going overseas. Uh, I went three times on deployment. I absolutely loved it and honestly getting shot ended my career about 15 to 20 years before I wanted it to I was a lifer yeah I was going in for life I already hit 10 years and I had no plans on stopping no plans whatsoever until the army was like we have plans on you stopping <laughs> or, or you stopping. can't <laughs> you,
1: you can't do it without any legs <laughs> you need, you need yeah. to just stop <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't run sir you can't be in i'm sorry Believe me. okay
1: <laughs> oh my god how do we get back to this but, movie from that
0: <laughs> dude it, it see that's how meh this movie was is that we'd rather talk about me getting shot than go over this damn movie anymore man it's just it's the the gore that was used in this movie the way it was written was used more like a plot device rather than a character trait You know, and that pisses me off because they didn't do um, people with mental illness and this mental, uh, like, mental disease. Is that correct? Mental disease? I'd say that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they didn't, like, in my opinion, I don't have it, so I, you know, I can't really speak. But in my opinion, they didn't do it justice, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I will say what I did like, though, is the use of colors inside the house. They they had a lot of like crazy different colors and it just made me feel uncomfortable being there. Like I felt like that is how this character felt like the world is scary and different and all these things are changing constantly. So there was a lot of vivid colors and, and uh, things that were just kind of off-putting visually in the background and, and I can know I knew that it was created that way to give us a sense of their the characters mentality. But uh, it, yeah, it, I, I, I like that. That was kind of cool. It was yeah. it, the uh, uh, words um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could just, I guess that was kind of cool.
0: Um, <laughs> hmm. So uh, let me ask you a question. You were a cop for a couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, within Sacramento County. Yeah, so how did they portray the law enforcement to you?
1: Okay, first of all, one thing I did notice was the detective, Detective Little, was the same detective uh, he played in Child's Play, the new version of Child's Play. He's the same. He was still a detective in that movie, and he played a detective in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, there was the, I still need to see that. It was good, yeah. Child's play. Was good. We may have to throw that on the show. Uh, there's Detective Norielly as well, which was the, the female. She was a little bit... The female. So, coming from the production side, uh, playing a detective is kind of hard to do because you have to portray somebody that doesn't show emotions and is unaffected by the work, but at the same mm-hmm. time is human. You know, so it's kind of a yeah. tough thing to sh- to be a stiff, but also show emotions to play that that type of person. So the woman uh, detective, I felt like she was a little bit too much on the stiff side. She was a little bit of like you know, bite eager to bite back uh, the, mm-hmm. the, to the main character.
0: She was a victim blamer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whereas Detective Little, which was uh, played by Brian Henry, um, mm-hmm. he was more understanding and more willing to work with her. And and that part, that kind of felt more uh, natural because I think as like law enforcement, most law enforcement um, uh, officers, they go in to serve their community. They go to help the people that need to be helped. And at, at the core, that's kind of why everyone gets into it. And so you didn't really see like this... You know, the, the later on in their career where they're, they're just an, uh, you know, uh, alcoholic cop or anything, but he was more trying to help her. And in that part, like, yeah, I felt it was maybe a little bit over accommodating. Like they were, it felt a little unrealistic when they brought the neighbors in and kind of like confronted her about it. And also it was like, why, why would you know that her family died? And why would you know that she's on medicine? And why would you know that, uh, You know, she's having hallucinations and or possibly and and like they were a little bit too involved in her life. But the accommodation factor was still kind of there. I guess that's a long answer to your question. You
0: can no, that. And that's perfect. And you can tell that the writing, the whoever wrote this definitely has a prejudice against cops. You can tell 100 percent the writing for this made them so incompetent that it's laughable. It's they're laughably incompetent. You don't just become a detective overnight. And that's exactly how they wrote these two guys.
1: Yeah. But it was that way with all the characters. I think this, the biggest, the biggest slack that this uh, movie comes down to was the writing, unfortunately. It's just like the, the, it was hard for, I can understand one actor not falling into place with their character, but almost all of them, with the exception of, of, uh, Uh, Wyatt Russell, the, the downstairs neighbor was David, um, Mm -hmm. not falling into like everyone else just kind of seemed like, again, like you said it, it was just for the need to move the plot along versus having a in-depth character or, or, and exploring this character's life. It was just more just like moving this, the story forward. I, I will say Gary Oldman, he oh. kind of threw me. He was a little scary, uh, especially when he like slapped yeah, his dude, son was... in the back in the in the back of the face. Was... You know,
0: Gary Oldman's phenomenal in everything he does, but he went above and beyond in this film. Yeah, he he really was a little did. scary. <laughs> I I, yeah, I definitely thought it
1: was him at first.
0: Yeah, it, it de- they definitely put it off that way, and he in every single scene except one. He acts like he is the one that's the killer. Yeah. The only time he doesn't is when he literally, like, after yelling at her and he drops his voice in the same same breath. He drops his voice, like, basically yelling at her to stay away from his son. And then he drops his voice saying, please. Like, he's begging her. Oh. And that's the yeah. first time I saw, like, when the actors really come out and just own their role. He... It was phenomenal right and but I think but that I understand was an why important
1: part because he was basically mm-hmm. that's where we kind of get the hint like it's not I'm trying to protect not you him. not you trying to yeah. protect you from my son I'm trying to protect you from him
0: yeah exactly I'm trying I'm looking out for you please for God's sakes I'm looking out <laughs> for you <laughs> get the hint lady <laughs> yeah and I I think I figured out why the writing sucked go for it So the writer or the screenwriter, the one that adapted it from the uh, original book to the film, uh, his name is Tracy Letts. Okay. He's mainly a theater writer. Uh, And when I say mainly, all his original stuff is on, it started theater and then he adapted later to film, but he hasn't actually written anything since 2013 and it was an adaption of his own play that he wrote last.
1: That would make sense why it did kind of have this theater, like, like, uh, almost like it was sets on a theater kind of playing Mm -hmm. out. And there was actually one really, well, I will give it one really good cinematic, uh, uh, technique that they used, which was at the very end when she was moving, we panned down, uh, tilt down rather from the upstairs room, uh, really beautiful Mm -hmm. design set, really nice lighting and everything. And there was, and we also see this room. I think it was green walls with this red uh, sconces that that were on the on the walls, which were really beautiful. Um, but then we yeah. we pan over um, into the kitchen, and it like goes from daytime to nighttime. And I was like, "How do they do that? That looks so cool!" Because it it happened in the course of the pan, so it, uh, it was obvious mm-hmm. it happened on like a a, a a theater set because they were able to control the yeah. lighting, but uh it was it was a pretty cool effect you know i would have probably yeah. you know done both and then blended that pan in so it transitioned from day to night that way but that was really cool how to uh how they did that to see it
0: yeah i really did like the uh cinematography in this film especially the uh where they're going from inside the house and they're panning over and then you see the car wreck outside. That was so beautiful.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So beautiful. Nice, nice little, uh, peek into her mind as well.
0: mm -hmm. And it also explained why when she left the house, she needed the umbrella because it was snowing on the day that, uh, she wasn't paying attention and driving wrecked the car and killed her family, you know? So she's afraid of, you know, snow, rain, stuff like that. Uh, So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because there was these nice, like, uh jump cuts of, like, snow swirls. And we we're like, what the heck is this? What's mm-hmm. going on with that? But, the, yeah, we keep seeing this go through her mind. But, okay, that makes sense, having the umbrella. I thought the umbrella was just more to uh, shade her from, like, the outside world. So, it's not, like, too much stimulus at once. But that makes sense. And then she almost gets hit by a car because she was hiding under the umbrella trying to cross the street. right? Yeah. Which is, like, God, ironic man. in itself that. You know, her family died in a car accident as well. Don't
0: block off your dang access. I mean, you guys are crossing the street. Look left and right. (laughs) And she was the one responsible for it. She was
1: the one responsible for her family dying, too.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, God. She. I don't know. I, Like I said, I think the acting was phenomenal. Everything was really good in this film except the writing. Um, Yeah, there's really not much else. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: so this may be one of the few movies that we recommend you don't need to necessarily watch i think our summary recapped it all yeah. in there that uh, this was a number one uh, movie on netflix in the country and uh it's it seems that it happened you know from political reasons or possibly just mm-hmm. from the awesome cast that there was in it i mean there was a lot of big players yeah. in this cast um my favorite was julianne moore who i've seen in almost everything she's a great actress and uh and you liked amy adams and in.
0: Yeah, Wyatt Russell, dude, he he absolutely blew me away in this film. Like, in my opinion, David was the most realistic and likable character yeah. in the entire
1: film. He had plenty of baggage on himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is the only character that actually grew as a character, you know? Yeah. Because even, even the agoraphobic uh, individual, uh, Dr. Anna Fox... She goes outside one time, basically, without passing out, and then all of a sudden she's cured completely of aragorfa a hundred percent yeah i'm not I don't know if that's how that really works, but that just seems really unrealistic. you know someone who's been locked up for years goes outside one time. And she's cured. It doesn't matter what the context of her going outside is. She just, she leaves her house one time. She's cured, period.
1: Yeah, she definitely didn't have any issues after that. And the moving didn't seem like it was anything scary for her, which should be like a big yeah. problem for someone with a And But I guess when you are scared to go outside and then the murderer comes inside, <laughs> maybe that's enough to scare <laughs> you to go outside. Like you're like, okay, I'll go outside. Right. There's a murderer in the house. But uh, yeah, yeah, nonetheless, it is... What it is, and we'll move on. Uh, a little bit more interesting there is Movie of the Week. What do you got for us, Will?
0: Yeah, so the Movie of the Week, guys, this week, if you didn't hear me the first time around, it's going to be Army of the Dead. Uh, it's just fun, man. I watched it a couple days ago. I was really just looking for just a good movie, just a fun movie. And this had uh, Batista in it. You know, Yeah. Batista is just, he's, he's a badass actor. Yeah. He can make watching uh, somebody drink water exciting. So,
1: well, I wanted to. I, I think he's uh, definitely badass, but he's he's more like a a personality actor. You know, like well, it's hard mm-hmm. to even say personality actor for him, but uh, he doesn't really have a personality. But uh, <laughs> like like the Rock, you know, it's like the Rock's a good personality yeah. actor. We he plays a role, but we know he's just the Rock pretending to be somebody. But we're okay with it because we all love the Rock. His who he is you know we're cool with it Yeah, exactly but he's not really a very good actor (laughs) it's just him we all know it's him pretending to be somebody else but i get what you're saying it's still (laughs) worth the watch because watching him like you know kick ass for two hours is is definitely a good way to pass some time
0: And, and that's all this movie is it's a fun zombie movie that i guess has some sort of heist you know story kicked in there, but don't really watch it for that. I mean it's fun, it's interesting. Zach Snyder uh directed and DP'd it so oh, there's yeah, that yeah
1: that's cool. That that yeah, just so, changed I mean, everything. That's probably gonna be a yeah. badass
0: movie. Yeah it it has a lot of beautiful shots. It, it, don't watch it for the story because I mean it's just it's just a zombie flick and it's just a good one. <laughs> yeah definitely it to worth see two having. hours of zombies getting their asses blown away yeah
1: yeah it's the same thing like uh watching a michael bay movie you you don't really watch mm-hmm. it for the storyline but uh all the visual stuff looks so amazing all the you know the car accidents and explosions which he does like in abundance yeah but that's why we watch him so those movies are just worth it to watch the craziness zoo, so yeah that's definitely a good one Ar- um army of the dead and uh, that kind of changes everything. Zack Snyder, that would be pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to watch oh. that, I guess. We're going to have to add that to the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if you guys really do enjoy the film, you want to see how uh, the behind the scenes, um, they also came out with a documentary on making Army of the Dead at the same time that the movie came out. Oh, is that on Netflix so, as well? Yep, it's on Netflix as well. I'm going to watch so, that first. Uh, if you guys are... Yeah, if you guys are interested in like the production side of filmmaking and how they get these cool shots and how they light uh, these zombies to be uh, like disgusting and well-lit at the same time, check out that documentary. It's not too bad. It's pretty cool.
1: Yes, and on that note, uh, in the future, that is something we're working on uh, as well with our YouTube channel. You're going to be able to see behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. work. I have a ton of behind-the-scenes reels right now that I'm working on getting released through the production I'm working with. And uh, eventually, when I can get them released, I'm going to post them all up on there, and you'll get to see uh, gimbal operation and how to set up lighting, Ooh. how to build the scene based off of what you know what's going to be happening with your characters, all that fun stuff that makes Hollywood Hollywood. Uh, we're going to start putting out there someday, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we got anything else for today? exciting. Yeah. Uh, woman <laughs> in the window and, uh, was, she can stay in the window yeah, for all I'm concerned. Woman. Uh, <laughs> it, it,
0: yeah, yeah. She can, she can stay there. I mean, if you guys like, um, psychological thrillers and you don't try to solve this film, you might enjoy it, but that's really for about it, dudes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that you can watch with your like family and it's not too bad. It, it it's okay. There isn't anything crazy in it. There's not sex scenes or anything like that. It's just it's a psychological thriller. It is what it is. Yep. They didn't try to remake the 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 uh, equation. You know. Yeah. The, it fit the mold.
1: Uh, well, mm-hmm. with that, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Uncovered Cinema.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you guys later.